Welcome to Fitness in the Word with Benjamin Kasanji. The devil is not the opposite of God like many people think. Many people think the devil is the opposite of God. No, the devil is, was, is something that was created by God and it even lost its power when God kicked it out. And actually it is not God who kicked it out, it's an angel that kicked it out. There is never, do you see in the Bible, a contest between God and the devil. God has more important things to attend to. Hallelujah. He always sent a man, sent an angel, and even the angel didn't flex muscles so much. I think he was even fasting, Angel Mike. You see, when you see Angel Mike in children's comic books, you see he's built, he has biceps because he's a warrior angel. So you would think when he was going to deal with the devil, he would be in the gym working out. But you see, when he confronted the devil, he didn't even lift an arm. He said, I rebuke you. Remember when the devil was, wanted to fight for Moses' body? Angel Mike didn't flex at all. He just said, I rebuke you. And that was it. That's how weak the devil is. So that have, having said that, many times we swing to the other extreme until we start acting like the devil does not exist. People think the devil does not exist. The devil exists. Praise the Lord. And he's the prince of the air. He's the one he calls the God of this age, the God of this world. And how did he become the God of this world? I told us it is Adam that gave him that place. Because authority had been given, authority and dominion had been given to Adam while on earth. But when Adam ate the forbidden fruit, obeyed, because whom you obey, you submit yourself to. He obeyed the devil. He submitted himself to the devil. He turned over this authority that God had given to us to the devil. And that's how the devil started controlling the world. In Isaiah, tells us that when we see him that day, we'll wonder. We'll say, is this the one that really, is this the one that really tormented the world? You get it? When we see him and he's more like this. Many Christians are like, and all those keshas I was fighting with the devil. In all those keshas, I fought the devil more than I praised God. And it is true because of not understanding the authority that believers have, you find that if the devil did not exist, many believers would not have a prayer life. Yeah? And many people have a prayer life only because the devil exists. So what was Adam's relationship and with God before, before the fall of man? Because you see, when you say, if, if binding, casting down, pulling down is taken away from your prayer, you're left with amen. Yeah? That is so sad because that, that, that was never God's intention. And you see, I'm talking about this, I like talking about this because I've been there, I've been on both extremes. I've been on both camps, you get it? I've cast out demons for more than eight hours, I'm casting out demons from one person. Until I discovered that it takes less strength if I cast it out in one minute. You get what I'm saying? I realize that it's sweeter, it's smarter, it's cooler to cast it out in one minute. Without asking it, who is your cousin? Where did you come from? Who is your mother-in-law? Who sent you? Where did you pass? But you see, that comes with knowing how much authority that we've, we've been given. A witch doctor comes next to us, and you see we have the whole night to wake up. There is a witch doctor who came here. The whole night we are praying. 
We are praying. We paralyze him. We do what? And in the morning he wakes up and says, Hi, neighbor. <laughs> He's not paralyzed. Yes, I've been there. I've been there where I, I, I went through. There is something called Africa School of Prayer. And I went through all those courses we were taught and taught, praying at midnight, praying at this time, uh, using these gates, doing this, doing this, and I did all that. We uprooted and planted and uprooted and dug out things, went to what? What was planted under this tree? This tree is an altar. Let's do this. Let's clear the atmosphere over here. Let's. And I'm telling you, when I look back right now, I look back and I'm like, were we even logical when we were doing all those things? And you see, the argument may be, but we had results. Is it today I have better results? You see, the, 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 they say that the enemy for best is better or good. That's the enemy. As long as you feel like it's good, you never go to best because you feel it's good. You say, oh, this food is good, this food is good. That will limit you from experiencing best. So you see, while we were there toiling and doing all that, there are results we saw definitely. And you see, because we attuned ourselves to this, it is, you see, it is the truth you know by which you are led. It is the word that you know, the light that comes to you, you're illuminated and led by the Spirit by how much you know from the word of God. And so you see, many times God will work with that word that you have. It is what he will work with. So if my revelation at that time was that, that is what God worked with. Every time I was praying with, for somebody, I was finding out what happened. What did their mom do? What, and I would hear. You see, we are praying for a lady one time in school, and I'm like, God, what happened? Why is she bound? Because she's sick, she's not getting healed, she's lost her voice. She's, what happened? What happened? So every time we are casting out demons, they're like, oh, in their village, there's this house at the right corner, the dad buried this and this and this. I mean, the granddad, this and this. It has to be uprooted and burnt. And we have to tell this lady now, when, we, when school closes, you should go there, dig out those things and what. And she goes. School ends, she goes, digs out those things. She has to bring them. We burn them. So imagine like God is waiting for all this. What if floods happen and the things are swept away? <laughs> no. But you see, and it would work. So it would be a very powerful testimony. You see, when God showed me that there are things planted here and she went and dug them out, she came and she was free. And you see, I would preach that, I would testify about that because it worked. What if there was a better way? Just it working doesn't mean it is the best way. Praise the Lord. It does not mean it is the best way. Many of you in your houses, you use towels to carry sufuria. Isn't it? When it's hot, you use a towel to carry your saucepans. What if you realize that there is something actually made to use to carry saucepans and not a towel? <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? So by the mere fact that it's working, it doesn't mean it's the best. You get it? It doesn't mean it is the best. When I grew up, we washed saucepans. We used sand and ash to make them shine. You get what I'm saying? Then I grew up and realized there are better things. There are things you just go to the supermarket and buy and... In a short time, the sufria is shining. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this that I'm teaching does not mean whatever we've known, whatever we need to unlearn, didn't work. It means there is something that works better in light with the word of God. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so 
there was a lot of that extreme of seeing the devil everywhere. Seeing the devil is fighting me. 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 You, before you go to bed, you, 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 you're just about to go to bed. You eat pizza, you eat beans, you eat this. You wake up bloated and you say, the devil attacked me. <laughs> I never attacked my stomach. Let's deal with this spirit. <laughs> you see, when you see the devil, you see the devil everywhere. And then, instead of, because God called us to live, he says, perfect love casts out fear. Once you experience this love, because we are empowered by his love, that is where authority comes from, knowing his love for us. So when, what, what, what was not consistent with the word of God, especially the New Testament, as much as I went in these teachings and whatever we were doing, is that I was ever living in fear. Seeing results, but ever living in fear. Ever conscious. Who sat on this seat before I sit on it? Whose bus is this? Who is it dedicated to? All these people are into witchcraft. So I was the one on the run, not the devil. Oh, that t-shirt. You see that sign on that t-shirt? It's for a devil worshiper. Oh, you see so-and-so. He's a devil worshiper. Don't shake their hands. Don't. So later, you know, thinking about it as like, so who carries more power? Who carries more authority? I'm ever scared of them. I'm ever, I'm ever very fearful, thinking what will happen. Oh, tonight I forgot to pray at midnight. It's already 1 a.m. Oh, the devil is going to catch me. I forgot to pray at midnight. So actually, I wasn't living in that perfect peace. I wasn't living in that place where there is no fear. The more I learned these things, the more I exalted or gave credit to the devil, more than I gave to God. I felt like the devil was the opposite of God. I felt like the devil was unequal opposition to God, which is not true. Praise the Lord. The greatest and most powerful person on earth is a believer. It is a child of God. That is the person that carries most authority. Even the devil knows that. Unfortunately, many believers are sleeping giants because with all that that is inside us, we don't release it. We don't put it to work. He said, in my name, they shall cast out demons. He didn't put any other thing to it. He didn't. Definitely, as we grow in revelation, definitely before you grow, before all these things become a, 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 a full revelation to you, there are times you'll struggle. Maybe you'll go to cast out demons and you'll struggle. But the truth is that that does not make that demon stronger than you. That does not make that demon, it doesn't have more authority than you. You just need to discover who you are. I've always given this example. If you've read the life of A.A. Allen, there is a time, A.A. Allen, you know, R.W. Schambach was a great evangelist. I think he died in 2008. But R.W. Schambach, early in his life he used to be a. a allen's aide he used to lead worship for him and he used to he used to be the one helping with conducting the crusades so during these crusades many people would come and one time a lady that was possessed was brought she's violent and a. a allen tells rw shambach go cast out that thing so rw shambach goes i think the lady was put in a car he goes to cast out 15 minutes later a. a. allen comes and R.W. Schambach has been beaten, has been punched, has been spat on, has been... And you see, he's called everything he knows. He said, fire on you. Come out. In Jesus' name, he's done everything. But the lady has beaten him thoroughly. Yeah. So it, as in, it, this time, it had become flesh and blood. 
So Alan says, what are you still doing here? And he tells him, get out of the car. And then Alan whispers to the lady, devil, this is A.A. Allen now. And the lady was free. And he came out with the lady. And Shambak asked A.A. Allen, what did you say? And A.A. Allen told him, it is not so much about what you say. It's so much about knowing who you are. So you see him, he had said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and nothing happened. Yet A.A. Allen said, devil, this is A.A. Allen now. So somebody may say, Alan didn't even pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus does not mean saying in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus means I come in the stead of Jesus. In the place of Jesus. He gave us the attorney to his name. Praise the Lord. So why, is, why are ambassadors called his excellence? It is because they represent the president. The ambassador of the United States can speak here on behalf of Donald Trump. And it will be taken as something that was spoken from Donald Trump. Because he represents him. Now, Jesus gave us the name. His name. The most powerful name. So when we show up, the devil knows it's Jesus that has showed up. The best example I normally give is, when you find, you will find a foundation stone somewhere. This building was officially opened on May 1960, this, by His Excellency. Jomo Kenyatta. But you see, we don't know if it's really Jomo Kenyatta who showed up. Maybe it was a cabinet minister he sent. It was somebody he sent. But because that person came representing him forever, that building will be known as a building that was opened by Jomo Kenyatta. Because this person opening it didn't open it in his name. He opened it in the name of the president. He came representing that. It is the president that was invited and the president sent this person. So the building will always have that foundation stone opened by the president. And maybe the president never showed up. Now we were given the name of Jesus. You get it? Many times when you see policemen, you say, there is police out there. They are not the police. They just carry the name of police. You get it? But you say, there is police out there. There is police out there because they carry that name. So when you see them, they represent police. As long as you see them in uniform, you act accordingly. You pull your mask up. You, you do things that... <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Just because they carry the name. That is the same way the devil looks at you. And it is until you start revealing that you don't know who you are that he starts celebrating. Like devil... He, you see, he, he, he throws manifestations, tantrums. It is normally to sow fear. So when people see somebody manifest more or shake more, they think, hey, this one is a tough one. This one is a tough one. And the devil hears them. He's like, mm -mm, that doesn't sound like Jesus. They are not Jesus. And he starts laughing. He starts telling you, I will not go. He starts telling you all things because he's discovered that you're not Jesus. That's not how Jesus acted. But you see, when you show up, he knows it's Jesus who has showed up. Because you come in the name of Jesus. He's given us this authority. And we see Jesus as our best example. We see in the Bible, he took people through one step. Just one step. When he met the most possessed man that we read about in the Bible. The man that was called Legion. Jesus didn't take him through seven steps of deliverance. 
He didn't take him through altar-breaking prayers for three months. He didn't go back and trace where did this come from. He just met him and he set him free and sent him to preach to his city. Just in that instant, the boy that the disciples failed to cast demons out of when Jesus was at the mountain and came, and the father came and reported the disciples, Aliwasema Kwayesu. He came, and, he came and told them, these are your boys. They could not cast out the demons from my boy. And Jesus rebuked the disciples. He didn't tell them, you don't know what altars to deal with. He, he didn't tell them, you don't know. He rebuked them for their unbelief. And now many people will get there when he say, this cannot go except by prayer and fasting. They think it's the demon he was talking about. He was talking about the unbelief. If you read it in context, you realize that it is their unbelief he was talking about. That that unbelief could not go except by prayer and fasting. Because it's not even consistent with scripture. There's nowhere else you see that he says you need to pray and fast before you cast out demons. Prayer and fasting is good for us, but it is not where authority... Prayer and fasting does not move God. Prayer and fasting moves you. It moves you out of the way. It moves your fleshy way out of the way. Praise the Lord. To yield. So a lot of uh, unbelief that you may have. So he rebuked them for that unbelief. And Jesus, when the boy started manifesting, he told him, be still and come out of him. And that was it. Jesus didn't say, oh, now this is a tougher one. He didn't say, oh, now this is... And the disciples were so amazed. Why couldn't we cast it out? So you see, later he explains to them when they're saying, why couldn't you cast it out? Praise the Lord. So we see Jesus' example. We don't see him take anybody through all these steps. We see Paul. How many times do you see Paul taking people through different steps? How many times do you see Peter meeting a possessed person and taking them through all those different steps and what? How many times? It means their way is better than most of the ways we are using. And we should get their way, the Bible way. And maybe we'll see the results that we are seeing in the Bible. Because this is the authority that God has given to us. This is the authority God has given to you as a child of God. No devil, no devil is greater than any child of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go on to, let's go to Ephesians 2. Let's go on to verse 3 and let's continue and see. Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is, so, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, in other words, has made us alive, together with Christ. He's made us alive together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's made us sit together with Christ in heavenly places. Praise the Lord. And in chapter 1 of Ephesians, he tells us that this power, when it raised Christ from the dead, he put him above, where above all principalities, all powers, above. Now in chapter 2, he's telling us that that above where Christ is, is where we are also seated. It is where we are also seated. Now this above signifies authority. It does not just, it's not geographical above. Praise the Lord. 
It is not and even if it were geographical above, still it would be wrong for us to pull strongholds down. Like this, if we are pulling them like this, there is something operating in the air here. What of what was put under your feet? Ephesians 3 tells us that everything has put, been put under his feet. And he says, we are the body and he is the head. So if we are the body, for any reason, at least we are the feet. And he's the head. And he's saying that everything has been put under us. So are we praying upside down every time we think the devil is up this way? Are we lying on our backs and raising our legs? <laughs> no, if he's put him... And you see, in nursery and Sunday school, we sing all those songs of how the devil is under our feet. Yeah, and Thursday is telling us we sing, lower, 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 certain lower. Then when we grow up, we think we are spiritually mature. We put him higher. Come down. Devil, come down. Come down. When did he escape from lower? Where, what were we doing? Where were we sleeping? When did he escape? The greatest way the devil is going to win is by keeping ignorance. That's why he says my people perish because of ignorance, because of lack of knowledge. The devil really fears so much if you get to know yourself in the world. That is what happened to Jesus. Look at Jesus. The devil came to tempt him. The devil showed up to tempt Jesus. The devil showed up. Jesus gave him only three scriptures. Only three. And the devil could not take it anymore. He said, that guy knows himself so much. Keep away from him. And the devil can say that about you. He can get in those meetings and say, that guy knows so much. I better, we better stay away from him. When they are coming like our estate and they are walking, he warns them about my house number. He's like, that house on block B, don't go to that house. That guy kicked us, he beat us, he whipped us. Says, try other people, don't go. He knows so much, he knows himself. It's a wastage of, it's a wastage of resources in this battle. He knows it's a wastage of resources. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's put us above in Christ Jesus. We are seated in heavenly places. Imagine. Imagine if all of us as the body of Christ got this revelation. How better would this world be? Because you see, everywhere we step, we would know we have authority to deal with this. Everywhere we step, we would know that devil has no authority over us. And we see Jesus showing us this many times in the Bible. So, Having said that, we have this authority. It's been given to us. And it's true. We are in a battle. You know, I normally don't want to use that because of the way it has been used. It has been used like we are in a battle and we don't know who will win. Because whenever somebody says, hey, this is a real battle, it means it's tough. So that's why I don't normally want to use such phrases. Because people say, Child of God, we are in a battle. It is to scare you. It's to... But you see, why sing songs like the song we've just sung during offering, then come and get scared of the, of the devil? All the victory is yours. Jesus, all the victory. Hallelujah. The one who set me free and all that. We sing that. Then we act like it was a lie. We act like when Jesus was on the cross, he said, I am finished. Jesus said, it is finished. He didn't say I'm finished. 
<laughs> no, that's how many Christians are living. They are living like he said, I am finished. That's how they live. He said it's finished. And he tells us in Colossians, he made a public spectacle of him. The message version says he paraded them naked. He walked them naked in the streets. Stripped them of opera. It is like he had to show us, look, he's here, naked. Last Sunday I told you, somebody naked cannot pocket. <laughs> so there is no more weapon he's hiding. He has no pockets. <laughs> yeah? He's, and, and you see we talk about, oh, Jesus, he made a public spectacle of him. He, yeah? And having spoiled principalities, powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. And this is the battle that we've been called to. Of devils, of demons that have already been triumphed over. That is the battle we've been called into. Ours is just to enforce that. It is as telling us last week that there is what we call legal truth and vital truth. And legal truth, the example I gave you last week was like about immigration. But I can give you an example of like money in your account. Legally you possess that money. You get it? But it's not a vital truth. You can be kicked out of your house with money in the account. It's until you transfer it either to your landlord's account or you write them or you give them the money that it becomes a vital truth that you have money for rent. So you can talk about I have money for rent, I have money for rent, but as long as it is not in the account where rent is paid, you can still be kicked out of that house. So the legal truth is that Jesus triumphed over them. It is us to enforce that. It is you and me that enforce that. It is you and me that make it a vital truth. It is you and me that do that. Praise the Lord. So this battle that is going on is not between the devil and God. It is between the devil and the believers. God has already done all he could do and he left us. He trusted us. He believed we could do that job. I'm sure when he was there sending Jesus and Jesus three and a half years are done, these people, one is denying him, another one has betrayed him, they are all scared, they are hiding, they've gone back fishing. Phil Jesus said, I can trust them. They are going to have the Holy Spirit. They will do a good job. See, just a bunch of 12. These are the ones, yes, they will shake the world. I can trust them. I've given them all the resources. And I believe that's what God sees even up to today. He looks at the church, he looks at the body of Christ, he looks at us, and he's like, they can do the job. I believe they can do it. I've given them all authority. I've given them the name of Jesus. I've given them the Holy Spirit. I know they can do it. I know they will do it. Praise the Lord. He's counting on us. And that is why, you see, even when he told Paul, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He says, who are you, Lord? And he told him, this, him persecuting the believers, he was persecuting God. So the only way the devil can try is to attack the believers. He can't attack God. It is to attack the believers. And where he will thrive is where believers open up the door to him. Through ignorance or through certain inroads that he knows that he has. 
but mainly through ignorance. You not knowing that, you're, you're, that there is a battle does not mean you're exonerated from it. You just lose it because you don't know. Praise the Lord. So there is a battle that is going on. Victory has already been given to us, and we better take it on. And as believers, we should not leave a humanistic, just a humanistic perspective from that view of humans. If we read, you see, when he told Peter, we read this last Sunday also, but when he, he's, he, he asked them, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Messiah, the Christ, son of the living God. And he told Peter, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. When he tells Peter, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, that means the Holy Ghost revealed this to Peter. Peter got revelation from God. But a few verses down, I think three verses or four verses down, he's rebuking the same Peter and telling him, get behind me, Satan. And why does he tell him, get behind me, Satan? He tells him, because thou savourest the things of men, or the thoughts of men. NLT says, you're thinking from a mere human perspective. You're seeing things at a mere human perspective. So whenever we just look at things at a mere human perspective, perspective, first of all we are being ignorant of the devices of the devil and we are giving the devil opportunity to dominate. I tell you there are many sicknesses that Christians go through and you just look at it. Oh, it's the weather. You get it? Your money is stolen. Your salary is never given. Your, and you just, ah, it's just a hard time. Everyone is being paid. You are not being paid. And we just, you see, we look at it. That's Peter yielded to the devil because of just seeing things from a mere human perspective. And he yielded to the devil. Yeah? And him yielding to the devil shows us how many Christians can also yield to the devil. And let, let me show you just a number of verses to show us this. But you see, there are many things, if you've seen, there, there, there are many things you see that today we are free from because we realized our authority. And we spoke to them. We didn't take them. I know many of us who have, I know many people, many of you who came to Ratsi and from the time you joined this ministry, you stopped being sickly because of listening to the word. You realize you don't need to tolerate sickness. You get it? Yeah. And you see, I stopped being sickly when I also realized that I was a sickly child growing up. And let, you see, just looking where it's natural, I was born with this, I was born with this. I realized, how long will I just think from a humanistic perspective, from a humanistic point of view, and let the devil win. Said, devil, I don't care whether I was born with it or not born with it. No, I put it to one end today. And the devil listened because I realized the authority that I had. And that is how we are able to talk about divine health. And you see, people who are, people who are cynical will always, they will always say, Ah, no, it's no more. Even so-and-so spends a whole year without falling sick. Even so-and-so. That's them being cynical. I know myself. I know growing up, a whole year without falling sick. <laughs> I don't remember that happening in my childhood. You get what I'm saying? So that I can take more than 10 years without falling sick, I'm really sure it is because of the authority that I've exercised. And you see, whenever we get in these things of God, as Christians, some Christians get their hearts hardened. They become very cynical. They are the ones who would say, 
when Jesus walked on water, they would say he doesn't know how to swim. Can you imagine? The whole Messiah can't swim. That's what they would say. If it were today, that's what they would be saying. Imagine. He just came walking. He, he can't swim. That's what the Pharisees used to say. He says, take thy bed and walk. The man has not walked in 38 years. He's not. And they say, why are you working on the Sabbath? As in, they, they, they don't consider that the miracle. They, they, are, they are trying to write it off. Why are you working on the Sabbath? They always see those small things. So it's the same thing. You testify about God giving you a job. They say, we knew that you've been working. We, they don't see God anywhere. They see things from a mere humanistic perspective. That is how they see things. And that is why when the devil beats them, he slaps them sideways up and down. Properly. Because everything they see, oh, we were told to eat oranges. Oh, we were told to do this. Oh, we were told. It's because we stopped eating oranges. It is because we stopped doing this. It's because we stopped doing this. You get what I'm saying? But we should not be ignorant, like he tells us. We are not ignorant. Paul says we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. We are not ignorant of his tools. I don't know if his tools is that. It is ignorance. It is us just thinking carnally. Now, I don't want us to flip over to the other side where we are seeing demons in everything. You're seeing demons in everything. You sit in a wrong one, you fall, and you're like, there's a demon in this seat. You're, no, that's, that, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking, I, I want us to be alert and see some of the frustration you go through is because you've yielded yourself to the devil. And there are simple things we will get later, we'll get into, like really dealing with the devil, really dealing with many of these things. But I want us to start with just the small ways that we let inroads that in, in, into our life, inroads of the devil. You look at Jesus. Most of the healings that Jesus did, he rebuked a devil. Today we just look at sickness as a normal thing. Jesus said, thou damned and deaf spirit, lose this boy. You spirit of infirmity, lose this. He addressed, the Bible says in Acts 10, it's 10.38. He says how he went on doing good. Yeah? Healing all those that were vexed, that were oppressed of devils. They were he was healing them. That's how he was doing good. Healing those that were oppressed of the devil. Isn't that amazing? He knew that a lot of this is oppression from the devil. And you see today we have a lot, like imagine how prevalent depression is today. Imagine how prevalent cancer has become today. And you see even the body of Christ just looks at it from a mere human perspective. Oh, it is radiation that we are exposed to. Oh, it's this that we are exposed to. It's this way that we are exposed to. It's the water that we are drinking. It's the water. Let me tell you, if you trust for cancer, just stop living on earth. You get what I'm saying? When we grew up, we were told milk is good. Now you grow up, you're told, oh, it's not good to take milk, a lot of milk. And you grew up, we were told, take milk, take milk. Now you're told milk is not good. In the 70s, the health food was touch. That's when bread became so much in the 70s. Eliminate fat and get to starch. So they would cut out cheese, cut out what? Today it's the total opposite. Eliminate starch. Just do protein and vegetables. Now it has come to that. These things are going to keep changing. 
Oh, it's that cooking oil. Oh, that tube. Oh, that phone you sleep next to. Everything has cancer. That paper bag in which the greens were packed. The, everything has cancer. Now, I'm not saying we should be careless with our lives. Definitely take care of your body. But if you really think it is in that that you're going to be safe, you're thinking as a mere human being. You're thinking, I'm going to say, the ozone layer is depleting. Those rays are going to bring skin cancer. As in, how safe are you just thinking as a mere human being? How many things are you going to buy? And you have seen people who stock many things. I'm not saying it's wrong. Even me, I like, I like eating healthy. I like cutting out bad things and all that. But, you know, I've seen people who have issues, but they're the ones who keep stocking everything. I like, you know, I have this. Every morning I'll take this lemon. Every time I'll do this, I'll do this. This is good for my health. This is good for digestion. They, they follow everything. Oh, do, in the morning, first drink water. After a meal, take water at least 30 minutes later. Don't eat fruits. With the, they do that. But they're the ones sneezing all the time. They're the ones, and they say, oh, it's because I didn't take my water yesterday. Oh, it's because I didn't do this. Oh, it's, I'm like, look at that bondage. Oh, I touched that bus, I didn't sanitize. I touched this, I didn't sanitize. So you realize that in the end, they're actually in bondage. But you see, all these things God has given to us, the wisdom he's given to us, let's use it. That is why Paul, that's why Jeremiah says that if you're to boast, only boast of the, those things that God has done. Paul says, if I'm to glory, I'll only glory, I'll only boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. It is true, I may be healthy, I may say, yeah, I start, when I started drinking water like this and eating this, I realized such changes happened in my body. But it would be a lie and it would be ignorance for me to think that I'm just healthy because of that. First of all, that is wisdom that was given to me by God. And I know, what if those things are not there anymore? What if there is no more cucumber? You see, I would be very helpless if my health was dependent on that. But I know. I look up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Only from the living God. Praise the Lord. There are times, there are times, there, 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 there are times, there are times sickness would come to attack, especially on this journey in health, in, in me living in divine health. There are times sickness attacked me and I could not even afford, if I'd gone to a hospital, I could not afford. You get what I'm saying? I'm attacked. I don't have a penny. I don't even have fare. See, if I went, I, I, I could not even pay for consultation. So imagine if my hope was just in hospitals and what? I would be devastated. But I knew that I can wake up and speak in tongues in that room. I knew that I could wake up and speak to that. I realized it was cheaper. It was more affordable. Praise the Lord. My son... Incline thy ear to my words. Since they are health, they are health to your body, they are life to your bones. Incline your ear to them. So you wake up in the morning, you take two times, three. So you wake up and you go. Forget not the benefits of the Lord. Who forgives your iniquities? That is one. Then you go to the second one. He gave his word. And healed their disease and delivered them from their destruction. That's two. Lunchtime I'll come for the second time. <laughs> Take eight hourly. And lunchtime you come. <laughs> By his stripes 
we were healed. They that dwell in Zion. And evening you take the third dose. Okay, cheaper, no side effects. <laughs> and you're okay. Because you didn't just from a mere humanistic perspective. You didn't look at it that way. You didn't look at it that way. You believed God and you saw things happen. And that is what we see about Jesus. He doesn't come and say, ah, Lazarus has been dead. Four days. No. Even if it were in a hospital, that one could not be resuscitated at all. Four days. No, he didn't look at it from a mere... But you see, the sisters were looking at it from a mere human perspective. Because they came, if you were here early, now it's four days. Human point of view. So many times we let the devil win that way. Because we just look at things that way. I was telling you, it is so important that we learn. We learn to deal with... We learn, we learn that, no, some of the things that are happening are not just natural things. Now, I believe they are natural things. They are natural causes. But there are many things that we let go. There are many things we let pass which are not necessarily just natural. And the devil will thrive on that. As long as you don't know, he will just keep... When we went to Nakuru Hospital, you remember Anne? When we went to Prefan's dad in the hospital, the room where she was, there was another guy who was also sick. I was there with Jesse. So, we asked this guy, what's the problem? He doesn't know. He has a headache. He has this, but the doctors can't find out. So, he's, he, he, he's on a drip. He's what, but the doctors don't know the real thing. But he's sick. He's in pain. So, we start praying for him. So, he's like, hey, the headache is gone. But now, there's pain in my back. You see, like, this is just the devil. The hospital is not going to help you. We cast out the demon. And that eve, is it that evening or the next morning, he was discharged. Just like that. You are not going to treat demons. Yeah. You see, in many churches, we are busy canceling demons and we are casting out believers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to cancel demons and cast out believers. Romans 6.16 Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Whoever you yield yourself to, yeah? You become servants. You give him an inroad. He controls you. How are people bound in, in addictions and what? It is because of who they yielded themselves to. And eventually they are bound. So you see, it may not start as a spirit, but it can become a spirit. Just like even, 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 even spiritual things. You get it? Let me say, you see, you can attract a spirit by what you do, even spiritually. There is somebody who is like, God has never called me to be a kingdom financier. I'm not a giver. I don't think I have that gift of giving and what. But you can attract it by starting to give. Because you see, what you do, the spirit comes behind an action. You see, somebody starts just, maybe, somebody starts, like, whoever is bound by the spirit of lust, it didn't start as a spirit. It just started as lust. 
and the Spirit saw opportunity. Like there is something to back here. There is something I can come behind. Whoever is a drunkard, whoever is an addict to drugs and what, it didn't start as a spirit. Because you see, many times you see, we've prayed for people and cast out demons of addiction, spirit of addiction, spirit of this, and people have been set free. But you see, it just started by the devil telling you not to rely on God. Imagine you, how will you forget, look at that turmoil you're going through, look at all this, why don't you just drink? He's diverting you away from, cast all your cares unto Jesus. Now you're casting them to the bottom. Eventually, a spirit will come and take charge. And many times how you realize it's become a spirit, you have no control. You yielded yourself and you're now being controlled. You now can't do without it. So, even spiritually, it's, it's that way. You start pursuing healing, you start ministering to people, you start, then eventually you realize that the anointing of healing is so strong upon your life. Because you set the atmosphere. You prepared the environment. Praise the Lord. For the spirit to indwell, for the spirit to inhabit. So it's the same thing even when it comes to this. He says, whom you yield yourself to, you become servants. You yield yourself when he knocks. When you yield yourself, eventually he takes over. It is just like a visitor can knock on your door. And you can go and say hi to them and tell them, no, you didn't tell me you're coming. You shut the door. You get what I'm saying? You see, you can, so that is like you can stop them at the door. Or you can yield. You can allow them in. And when you allow them in, you can, ah, just feel free in the living room. Oh, you can go to any room. You can, you can, you can make yourself anything you want to eat in the kitchen. Eventually, they take over that house. Every time you come, all your eggs are done. <laughs> because you yielded to them. You told them, you feel free, you can do whatever you want. That is what we do. Because it's true, the devil will knock. But we don't have to yield. And it is the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Because we see, how do you see that the Holy Spirit flows through other people more than he flows through others? Some. It is because of that. It is because of how yielded we are. When he knocked, when he came, to you it just didn't stop with speaking in tongues. There is one who was speaking in tongues was enough. But you see, for you, you want to see him fully flow in your life. Holy Spirit, guide me. Lead me during this week. I feel your prompting to lay hands on so and so. You lay hands on them. I feel a prompting to give. You give. I you see, the more you yield yourself, you're giving him more room. It's like telling him, take my kitchen, take my living room, take. So eventually, you're a vessel fully led by the Holy Spirit. And everyone is wondering, how did that happen? How are you so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that way? It is because you decided to be. You decided to yield yourself. So it's the same thing that happens also in the other world. You yield yourself to the devil, and now he starts doing whatever he can do without even your permission. Just like when you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, eventually he starts waking you up without permission. You didn't tell him to wake you up at two. Then he wakes you up at two. Because you're yielded. There are people he can't come to wake up at two. He knows they will, <laughs> they will just go back. He can't count on you to be praying for the nation at two. Like, hey, that one... <laughs> Even when he's sober, even when he's in church seated, he's sleeping. Now, me waking him at two to pray for the church, hey, that's, a, 
In church where he's being coached and told, stand up, pray, he can't pray. How do I wake him up at two to tell him to pray? No, 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 God, I'm not going to that one. Send me to another one. <laughs> but you see, the more you, re- the more you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, the more he counts on you. And there are things that he will bring to you that were not primarily even yours to do. You know that? There are responsibilities. There are times it's through the Holy Spirit leads you, but there are times the Holy Spirit has woken you up or he's woken me because somebody didn't do what they were meant to do. But he knows I can't go to Benjamin, I can't rely on him. He will obey. The same way even the devil knows people who will obey. I can go to someone so I can tempt them, I know they will do a good job for me. Yeah? Like Peter, he went to Peter. And Peter was trying to do a good job, just as Jesus was. What does James 3.16 tell us? For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Now, the Bible tells us that confusion is not of God. God is not the author of, the author of confusion. So if confusion is not of God, it's of the devil. So he's telling us where envying and strife is, the devil is there. And all his works are there. So one of the ways that we open up to him is strife and envy. And you see, that's what I'm saying, that you yield to somebody comes, does something wrong, and you get into strife. So initially, it was not, it was not a spirit controlling you, but you opened that door. Then when you open that door, now all, haven't you seen that in families? You see where people are not at par. Things are just not happening. They seem to earn all the money, but they are not developing as a family. This one has this sickness, this one has this backache. This one has this, this one is stubborn. This one is this, this one is this. Cause of strife in the family. Because where there is strife and envy. And envy. It is so sad that you see envy in Christians. I've emphasized this a lot. Christians don't celebrate other Christians' testimonies. That is envy. And then they wonder why they are suffering the things they suffer. Envious. You see, you're opening yourself to the devil. Oh, so and so. He thought that he got that promotion. He thinks it's because he's better than us. The next time you check on them, they've got another promotion. The other time you've checked on them, they've got another promotion. You, you've been retrenched. Why? You've allowed the devil to just work everything that he wants to work in you. You allowed him you open the door to him. And James 1.20 tells us, there is no, the, the wrath of man doesn't work, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. It does not. So envy, strife, bitterness, grudges, there is nothing, there is, no, there, is no, there is no good of God that comes out of that. And you see, because of ignorance, the devil has used that because many Christians will tolerate envy, they will tolerate strife, they will have an excuse. You see, he also talked about me. He also did this. So many Christians don't look at that as an inroad to the devil. There are things Christians will, there are things Christians will not tolerate, obviously. You say, you killed him? No. You, you, yes, I killed him. He, he, he did this to me. You are a Christian and you killed but as long as you're just hating, you're not killing. You, you get what I'm saying? 
but they don't know that they are yielding themselves to the devil. And all manner of evil, all evil works will just dwell in their life. They will just dwell in their, in their family. They will just dwell in their workplace because of yielding to the devil. And now, that is why we are meant to recognize that the devil will use people because it's a person that will get you into strife. So you're mad. Imagine if Jesus just became mad at Peter, mad at Peter, mad at Peter. But Jesus was able to recognize and say, get behind me, son. It was not anything personal about Peter. He addressed the devil. So some of these bosses that are frustrating you, it is the devil. He wants you to be frustrated because when you get frustrated, you're going to get in strife. You start talking bad about this boss. You start gossiping about this boss. You start doing this. And eventually, you start seeing sicknesses that were not in your life coming to your life. You start seeing you don't know where your money is going. You start, life is just because you've allowed the devil to come in. You've allowed the devil to come in. But you see, when your boss frustrates you, you just laugh. Not before the boss. You see, you... <laughs> I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> You laugh and say, devil, I'm not ignorant of your devices. I'm not, I'm not ignorant of your wiles. He says, put on the, the armor of God that you may stand against the wiles. What are wiles? Wiles are tricks, trickery. He works with trickery. Why? Because he knows he has no loaded weapon against children of God. So he has to rely on wiles. Just rely on tricks. And when we open up ourselves to them, he will come. And he will seem strong. He's an impersonator. He pretends to be strong and he's not. He says he's like a roaring lion. The real lion is the lion of Judah. The lion that we have. But he's like a roaring lion. Seeking for whom he may deliver. In other words, he, he cannot devour everyone. He's looking for whom he may. Whoever presents himself as prey. And he will devour that one. And this is one of the ways. Strife, envy. So, because you see, the devil knows that if he, this born again person, they are very competent at their workplace. How can I attack them? I know if I attack them directly, they can't open the door to me. Let me use their boss. Then he uses their boss. Then they get in strife. So when they get in strife, now he's got an inroad to them also. He's like, yeah, I'll finally go to them also. Now I can do whatever I want. It is the same thing that happens even in a marriage. Husband hating wife. Wife hating husband. And you see, not realizing that whatever maybe your spouse is doing, they are just yielding to the devil. Why, are they, why does the devil want them to yield to, to, to him? Because it is the way he can get you also to yield. Because when you turn against them, you open the door to him. And now eventually, your house is a WWE ring. And the devil is watching and cheering and clapping. He's like, hey. And he puts him down. And <laughs> the devil is listening. <laughs> she's not taking any of it she's not taking any of it 
She gets the mico. <laughs> and you know you're wondering why every time you get in your home you're gloomy. Every time you get in your home none of you is happy. Every time it is because you open those doors and it is time to shut them. And you see as you realize that you're going to realize that it is possible people will do things to you and it will be like water on a duck's feathers. People will do things because we are in this world. We are in this world. People are not out there looking to do good to you. You know, at times Christians are so naive. We think that the moment you step out of the house, there are people there just waiting to treat you well. They are looking for you to speak good to you, to encourage you. You know, that's how many Christians act. Can you imagine he said this about me? What did you expect? You're in the world. <laughs> Jesus said if they did this to me, they will do it to you. Yeah. The disciple is not greater than the master. But you see, they have no reason to keep you controlled. They have no reason to make you yield to the devil. They don't have that power. And it is only you. And you see, I've seen this in my life. I've seen things that came, attacks that came to my life. Thank God that he revealed to me. Praise the Lord. But there are things I saw. I'm like, why am I having this so much? And I knew I didn't talk to my wife so well that morning. You get it? Why am I having this trouble? Why am I having? You say, yielded myself. I opened up. Because you see, if you're going to allow him, because he's the author of confusion and strife. But the Bible tells us that he only, I like that King James says, he only, he has no other reason. He only comes to kill, to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the only reason he comes. Kill your marriage, kill your business, kill your health, kill. The ultimate is to kill. That's the end goal. So when he brings strife, he brings confusion, he brings, those are appetizers, those are starters. He has an ultimate goal. So you will see that that is how it began. But he has an ultimate goal and he's going there. We as children of God should not be ignorant of this. And we should realize, because you see, it's true, you're going to quit that job. That if he's going to clap. Because he wanted you to quit that job and suffer. You get it? And then he's also so pleased because you've not discovered what the real problem is. You think it's the boss. So it's like, oh, that ignorant Christian. So you apply for another job. Where you left the boss becomes very good. Then where you've gone, that boss becomes bad. Because it was a spirit. It came through this boss. When mission was accomplished, it gave leave. And went... To this other boss, where you've gone? So you realize, oh, have you had Christians who, to them, they are the victims all the time? Imagine I had this friend, how could they do this to me? Imagine I employed so and so and they did this. Imagine I employed so and so. Imagine I employed so and so. Imagine I employed so and so. And it is a cycle. To them, it is, you see, that is one thing that God taught me sometime back. We were even sharing with my wife that I can't always be the right person. You get it? Like, if everyone who has worked for me has been the wrong one, everyone I've, I've had a relationship with has been the wrong one, so am I ever the right one? Am I ever the perfect one? You get it? Have you met such people? They tell you this one they employed, imagine he was like this. This one was my friend, imagine they did this. This one was... They are all those relationships they lost, they were the right one. They are K. 
they are the constant. They were the right one ever. Them, they've never, they've never done anything wrong. A total lie of the devil. And you will stay there like that, frustrated, and the devil will keep beating your life. But you see, you can wake up and realize, no, I yielded to something wrong. I didn't have a reason to act that way, no matter what they did. I didn't have a reason to act that way. And you stop that cycle, and you're happy. You, ha you have people that got out of relationships with you, and when you meet them, there is no animosity whatsoever. You meet them and you can shake their hands. You meet them and you're okay with them. You meet them and for you have no problem at all whatsoever. Because you see, you're free. You're the one who is free. Many times you're like, whatever he did to me, I can't let them off the hook. You don't know you're the one on the devil's hook. You're the one dangling up there on the devil's hook. They don't even remember what they did to you. They're enjoying life. They are there eating ice cream and what? They're going on with their life. You're here swelling. It is as useless. <laughs> it's as useless. It's as useless as getting annoyed in the dark. <laughs> no one can interpret your facial expression at that time. <laughs> yeah? You see, you, the devil is winning. That is how Cain killed Abel, if you remember. He yielded. It started with envy. Why has he sacrificed? Accepted. And indignation set up in his heart. That is what he says in Genesis. It started with that, and eventually he killed him. So you see, like he opened a door to the devil, and eventually he fully submitted. And you see, that's what I was saying. Like it's normally just the beginning. Eventually, you see murder happen. So it's just like when you see, let me say like, like what? Like when you see somebody who is a thief, they are a liar. So it began with lying. They are a liar. They are going to lie. I didn't take any money. They, they start with that. And the devil is happy because, ah, now that we've mastered lying, now we can introduce something more. Now that we've mastered that, eventually they become a killer. Because they can't bury the evidence. So they kill that person who is accusing them of stealing. That's how it starts. Like the devil is not waiting for a big gate, for you to open a big gate and say, come in. No, it is just that window, that small hole, that small ventilator. And then he comes in. And he starts enlarging his territory inside you. And he starts doing whatever he wants to do. So as children of God, it is key for us to realize this. Not whatever is going on is just natural. But the devil hides behind natural things. He hides behind natural things. too, So that he's not found out. So that he's not discovered. Isn't that how cancer was discovered? It's just a malignant growth. You get what I'm saying? So I think later even doctors, medics, later they realize actually... This is something that has to be dealt with early, prematurely. But you see, it is, some cancers are just like that. It is just a lump developing. It is just, so it looks like it's natural. It looks like it's, even people, I know people who, who certain things began, like, like imagine like what I'm saying, like sicknesses or what. It just began in a way that was so natural. You get it? You know, somebody hit themselves. Then that part started swelling. They hit themselves. So they would rub it. They would say so like, ah, it's just from that day I, 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 I hit myself. 
Then later they realized it developed into something. It is like germs, viruses, bacteria just took advantage of that heating. And you realize it's a big issue. How did this begin? When I hit myself. Like just hitting yourself. Imagine it's this, it's this, it's this. That is how the devil operates. You get it? There's just like, imagine she kicked me out. So there's every reason to be mad. There's every reason to throw tantrums. There's every reason to, but you are yielding to the devil. And I'm telling you, I've seen this even in people that are not so far from my life. I've seen people, I've seen families that were so on fire for God, so positive for God, and they started getting bitter, either because somebody did something to them. Then I started seeing sickness in their family. Started seeing sickness. Started seeing some financial things going on. Started seeing different things going on. And you see, we just look at, we just say, poverty ah, poverty is just lack of uh, financial IQ. We say health, it's just because you're eating poor. Oh, this is just because of this. You see, some of it may not be directly spiritual, but you see, there is a spirit of poverty. There is a spirit of sickness. There is a spirit of, di of, of different, the different things that we see. And you see it is because some of, some of them, it's even just the principles, the, the habits that lead us into poverty. Who is the author of them? It's the devil. So you see somebody is busy in gambling, busy in gambling, busy in gambling. There is a spirit behind all that. And you're wondering. And there's somebody bound in poverty. And truly if you're to look, they really try. They try working hard. They go here, they go here, they go here. They lose this job, they lose the other job, they lose the other job. They plant this. When I was preaching in Kawede, God gave me a word of knowledge about a certain lady. She was not, you see, she plants her crops. Everyone's crops are doing well. And it's only her maize that's dying. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, no, this is surely the devil. And we prayed for her, and from that time, her maize started growing. But you see, you, you, now you would look at that lady like, why is she poor? It is because she doesn't know how to plan. It's because she doesn't know. No, her resources are being attacked by the devil. And you see, you've let it, she's let it to fate. She's let it to, it's, it's just natural. It is just this that is happening. It is just this that is going on. No. It is in those times that we learn who we are and we should lift the name of Jesus high like we were seeing. That in those situations we will say, God will remain. He will remain God. He will remain king. In all these situations. No, devil, I'm not losing any other job from today. I know this is you. I'm not going to take it as just something happening. I'm not just going to take it. You stop fighting with your brother. You stop fighting with your sister. You stop fighting with your parents. And you know this is the devil that they have yielded to. And I know they've yielded to the devil. I know they were not the main target. I was the main target. So if I act accordingly, if I act in the way they expect me to act, the devil is winning. I'm not going to act that way. I'm going to continue loving them. And devil, you don't have a right over them. You don't have a right over them. And it is worse that this happens among us people that we love, especially for believers. It is so sad that the people that are not so close to us, we treat them better than the people that are close to us. We treat our family members like trash. Then we treat people who are outside there like they are so... We put them on a pedestal. We do, that's what happens in homes. They treat everyone, then when it, it's a show we put on. You're at home, you're just fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. Then you come out here, you're holding hands, you're, you're showing everyone. You're acting well before other people. And then you wonder why 
that the devil is really at work in your family? Why the devil is really at work in your workplace? At work, you're busy fighting, you're busy praying, this one doesn't get that promotion. Then when you're out there, this is my colleague, we work together, this is my best friend at work, this is my... Are they really? But we wonder why the devil is frustrating us in those areas. It is because we've yielded ourselves to him. You recognize that. Don't give the devil a chance. When you see some of these things happening, don't just get mad at your boss. How far can that go? How many results have you got by getting mad at your boss? How many things did it change? How many promotions did it give you? How in time did it release your salary? You get what I'm saying? It does not work. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. It doesn't produce the fruit that we desire. And the devil thrives on that. Hallelujah. We as children of God should not yield to that anymore. Let's live in harmony. Let's live in peace. We've, don't, we've known the love of God, a love that the world does not know. That it is by that love that they shall know that we are his disciples if we have love one for another. A love that is beyond what the world knows. A love that is not dependent on getting. A love whose object is not getting. A love whose object is giving and not getting. That when they see us loving those people they don't expect us to love, when they see us treating those people they don't expect us to treat well, treating them well, that the world will be amazed. And they'll know that we are surely his disciples because that is what he did for us. He came when we did not deserve. He came when we did not merit. And he loved us. It is that love that proves that we are his disciples. And just walking in that love, we realize that there are many spiritual battles we will have overcome already. Just walking in that love one to another. You're going to realize that a lot of sicknesses are gone. A lot of... Uh, you remember Doreen testifying how when she came. I feel like it's part of the story. She was telling us how she was healed of the skin disease and what. And she tells us how she had a lot of rage towards people fighting with her siblings and what. And look at how all that goes and her skin issue also goes. Don't you see the connection? Don't you see that that was a stronghold of the devil? You're living in strife. Why she, she's losing her job, she's losing money, she's doing what, until rats are coming. All work of evil. All work of evil. Because you yielded to the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads.